I need to make a bit of a confession this week. I hate difficult conversations. This is a slightly awkward confession to make, as I'm currently working on that free guide to mastering challenging conversations. But I also know that the solution to essentially all leadership problems can be found through those uncomfortable conversations. And believe it or not, the best way to have a successful conversation that solves your problem is to stop looking for a solution. Clear as mud? Hang in there. I'll explain this after the intro. Welcome to the Kind Leadership Challenge, where I empower educational and library leaders to heal our organizations. I'm Sarah Clark, founder of the Kind Leadership Guild. My PhD in higher ed leadership, my experience coaching, consulting, and presenting to leaders all over the world, and a career working in academic libraries from the front desk to the dean's office taught me that leaders don't have to be perfect to build a better world. And in this podcast, I'll teach you how to do just that. So here's the deal. Educational and library leaders like you give me five to ten minutes of your Monday morning. In return, I'll share short stories and simple challenges you can implement this week to heal yourself and your school or library. No long interviews, no celebrities, no lectures, no nonsense. Each challenge is designed to coach you in the confidence, skill, and trust you need to let go of a little control. You and your team will begin growing humanely, managing effectively, and partnering collaboratively. And your school or library will build a more informed and educated world along the way. As I mentioned a moment ago, on May 30th, I'll be releasing a free Kind Leadership Guild guide, Mastering Challenging Conversations. This guide's going to come in two versions. The free version of this guide is a set of annotated checklists that you can use to plan for, conduct, and move forward from a challenging leadership conversation. This guide will be released to all current and new email list members starting on May 30th, 2022. But I'm also recording a bonus five-part mini-course that will walk you through typical case studies of difficult conversations so you can prepare and plan ahead of time. When Mastering Challenging Conversations launches, that mini-course will be offered alongside the checklist as a $19 upgrade. But if you join the mailing list between now and May 30th, you'll get the checklist and the course both for free. Just head on over to the link in the show notes. Back in the early aughts, when I was laid off from the toxic telecom company I mentioned a couple of episodes ago, I knew exactly one thing. I never wanted to work in corporate America again, period. I didn't know what I did want to do, but it was absolutely not that. The only thing I knew for certain is that I wanted, and in some ways felt obligated, to use my skills to make the world a better place. So naturally, I became a welfare caseworker for the Oklahoma Department of Human Services. Now, I didn't grow up rich by any stretch of the imagination, but looking back, we were solidly middle class. I really had no clue what real poverty was like. It was also the first time I worked in a majority-minority community, and my caseload was filled with people who, for one reason or another, are mostly overlooked and ignored by society. 
And once every three months, I had to sit down face to face with them and a stack of their pay stubs, punch some numbers into the computer, and tell them how much they would receive in food stamps or health care for the next quarter. Talk about an awkward conversation. Who was I, this clueless middle-class white girl who practically had suburban college graduate tattooed on her forehead, to pry into the financial details of their lives? So, even though it wasn't in the forms or on my computer screen, I always started off with some low-stakes chit-chat, especially once I'd been there for a little while and was seeing a client for the second or third time. Now, this wasn't some grand heroic gesture on my part. It's more that I'm a socially awkward person who was trying to make a situation that was uncomfortable at best and humiliating at worst a little more bearable on both sides of the desk. Now, 80% of the time, I offered my niceties, they responded with some small talk, and we got down to business. But every so often, a client opened up. And sometimes it was in a way and to a degree that told me they hadn't been listened to in a very long time. And to the degree I was able, I listened. Again, not because I saw myself as some noble rescuer, but because too often they were telling me stories so alien to my life experience that all I could really do was listen and bear witness and maybe hand them a brochure for a relevant social services resource. I rarely had more than five or ten minutes to spare either, so all too often I eventually had to steer the conversation back to their recertification because I knew my next two clients were already in the waiting room. However, during those two and a half years as a caseworker, I discovered something. When I was in an interview where a client opened up and I had enough time to listen to their joys or struggles, even if it was only for those five or ten minutes, those interviews always went smoother and felt less awkward on both sides. And more often, we both had smiles on our faces at the end. After two and a half years of listening to challenges I was unequipped and unpositioned to fix, I realized to my surprise that most people, most of the time, don't want you to fix anything for them. They just want to feel heard. Look at it yourself. When you get the most frustrated or despondent about a work challenge, more likely than not, you feel as though nobody's listening. The good news is that any difficult conversation offers you the chance to break the cycle of arguing past each other and deeply, intentionally listen to other people's concerns, especially if you don't agree. And doubly, especially, if there's a real or perceived power differential. By listening, you'll gain their trust, make them feel safer to bring you their concerns, and create an environment where productive conflict and negotiation can lead everyone to their best possible solution. So here's your challenge for this week. Think of someone who's been getting on your nerves lately. Now, I'm not talking about serious toxicity here, just the garden-variety irritating person who leaves you rolling your eyes behind the back after an encounter. And I want you to ask them about something they care about. Their pets, their families, a hobby, an interesting life tidbit they mentioned in passing. And then I want you to listen and maybe share some things about yourself in response. It may take a few times before this feels natural, but it will help you find the humanity and connection in your relationship. And that can become the foundation of a stronger working relationship that will serve your school or library well. 
Come on over to the Facebook group and share how your chat went in the episode thread. Don't worry, it's a private group, and we have anonymous posting and commenting options if that makes you more comfortable. In the group, we'll dig deeper into this week's topic and answer any questions you may have as well. Thanks for listening and for taking action to become a kinder leader. If you found this week's episode insightful, give us a like or review. Or even better, share this challenge with a colleague. Never doubt that day by day you're building a better world, even if you can't see it yet. So until next time, stay kind now. Oh, one last thing. If you're ready to take on this week's challenge, but not sure how to start, head over to kindleadershipchallenge.com slash next to download the Next Steps Checklist.